Hello, hello, and welcome to Good for Your Soul, presented by Empowerment Ministry. We bring you weekly conversations, helping you to understand and apply God's word to your life in today's culture. Why? Because the Bible doesn't have to be boring, confusing, and irrelevant. We welcome you. I am honored to have with me today um, my co-host, Danny Spencer. Tanya, how are you today? Good evening. I am... All right. Uh, we are just going to be upfront. Today's conversation is going to be tricky, as the name says. Um, the tricky thing about love coming from John chapter 13, verses 31 through 35. And uh, very shortly in the broadcast, we're going to just share some information um, with you. And we pray that you will enjoy this conversation. You will engage in what we have to say. We would love to hear your comments um, and concerns on what um is being presented on today. Yes, today is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Be glad in it. Be glad in it. Okay. <laughs> there you go. That's all I got for you. Uh Pastor Tina, go ahead. <laughs> so good evening. Um, you know, I would be Remiss if I sat here and act like everything was peachy and hunky dory today. I am sad. I will admit I am sad. Here in the Buffalo, New York, we had uh, something happen today in the community that is very disheartening. Um, I know God is still in control, but right now it has not taken this broken heart that I'm feeling right now. Um, let us pray. Gracious God, we come to you tonight, Lord, first thanking you, O oh God, for your faithfulness towards us, for loving us. And Father, right now, I want to lift up the victims of the mass shooting here today in Buffalo. I pray for the families of those that were killed. I pray for those that have survived and are in the hospital seeking treatment. I pray for those that were witness to what happened. I pray for the community at large, oh God. Your word says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And so God, I pray. I pray, oh Lord, that we don't become reactive to the things that have happened today but that we try to remain as calm as we can and seek guidance before moving forward to get all the facts. Father, I just ask that you show yourself strong and mighty among us today. Help us to increase our faith, O oh Lord that we don't get caught up in what we see. Knowing that you have the final say-so, O oh God. We praise you, O oh Lord, and we thank you. Amen. Now I'll pass it over to uh, Pastor Raquel, who's going to read our New Testament scripture. Thank you, Pastor Tanya, for that. Um, this is not going to be an easy conversation, so... 
Again, we pray that you will engage with us on tonight. Um, here in Western New York, we are grieving, um, seething, um, and it is just hard to keep focus. Uh, even though we know what the Word of God says, you know, emotions are rising and we're trying very hard to um, stay focused and present the Word of God with integrity uh, and in love tonight. Um, and we're praying that our words will be seasoned with grace and that we won't um, divulge into uh, getting focused on what we are feeling, but uh, staying concentrating on what the Word of God says. Our New Testament scripture reading is coming from John chapter 13, verses 31 through 35. It says, when he had gone out, Jesus said, now the Son of Man has been glorified and God has been glorified in him. And if God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And as I said to the Jews, so now I say unto you where I'm going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another just as I've loved you. You should also love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, when we look at this text, there are uh, a, a lot of parallels found in it from Acts chapter 11, verses 1 through 18. And the fact that the story in Acts is told in four parts, with the, four, with the fourth being a summation of the first three acts of the story, gives us a clue about its importance. If we are not careful, we can quickly read over the events and say, yeah, 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 and think that we've already covered the material. But Peter proceeds to tell how it happened that he engaged in Acts chapter 11 in a table sharing with the disciples, and God sent Peter a vision of a carnal feast consisting of bottom feeders. And such cuisine had been permitted, prohibited. And the horror played out for Peter three times in the dream after which three men from Caesarea showed up at Peter's door to escort him to uh, a Gentile named Cornelius. And Peter interprets God's disruption of his sleep and his biased thinking as the spirit teaching him not to make distinctions between us and them. And even as God corrects our faulty theological doctrine, it takes time to undo years of putting tradition, bias, behavior, stereotypes, and rhetoric above God. Sometimes our self-definition is constructed upon differentiating ourselves from others instead of upon who we are in God. We can talk about bearing crosses, but we seek ways to avoid risks that disrupt the boundaries and biases that safeguard our group privilege. You know, in fact, many think that the only people that should live with risk of violence, homelessness, and hunger are minor minorities and poor people. And somehow we have convinced ourselves that those people, them, are unclean anyway. 
And this is very similar to what we have experienced in our reality in Western New York. And they are accustomed to risks. The, the thems are accustomed to risk, to death, and to the absence of salvation or wholeness. My first question, um, Reverend Tanya, maybe you can speak on this, is Peter had his Cornelius. But what is our modern day equivalent? Who do we see as dirty or contaminant? Peter had his Cornelius, which is our modern day equivalent. What is, I'm sorry, what is our modern day equivalent? And who do you see as dirty or contaminated? Did you take yourself off mute? Great question. Um, as you were um, speaking, I was thinking about that. Um, I would say it would be people like the young man that 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 person that is a, a accused of this mass shooting. Um, people who because of whatever their reasons are, have hate in them and want to cause harm and destruction to people that they do not know. The, that they have this perception about people based off of uh, their race and um, gender and different things like that um, and take what they feel is the law into their own hands. I, for me personally, I, I have an issue with that. Um, I pray every day for God to help me not to hold malice and, and ha be hateful to people who don't like me for no other reason because I'm black and I'm a female. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so that would be my, my Cornelius for that. That's my Cornelius for many others is the LGBTQ um, community. Right. Um, it is, uh, you could say, the, the Muslims for some people. You can say it's the Asians for others, because I was watching, and there's been an increase even more so of um, Asian hate crime as well. Um, yeah, those those are some of our Corneliuses today that, you know, pretty prevalent um, uh, across the world. You know, we can take our our situation here in Western New York, and we can apply it to um, this lesson about um, the, the tricky part of love. You know, when we, again, look at the parallel in Acts chapter 11, um, it was immediate that the community, when um, Peter uh, came back to Jerusalem, they automatically attacked him without getting the, the truth concerning his encounter. You know, they started already making judgments um, about what, why in the world, Peter, would you associate with them? And in our text is referring to the Gentiles. Um, you know, it really amazes me when we try to eradicate uh, a race, a culture, difference of opinion because 
that is what makes us so unique. You know, if God only wanted a particular, just one particular race, culture, ideology to be prevalent in the world, he would have done that. But, you know, here we can see that there was this fear Peter, why are you taking something that we consider pure and you taking it to a people that don't even deserve it? You know, our our fear and our anxiety gets the best of us where we want to annihilate and destroy um, thinking that we're doing God a favor. Right. Being judge and jury. Um, yeah. You know, you, Peter, I'm not going to say he pleaded his case, but he, he said it and he made it plain and, and words that they could understand. He didn't get all theological or anything like that, um, which I, I appreciate about, um, the scripture and, um, because sometimes, you know, that too is, you know, social class is another uh, Cornelius, right? Mm -hmm. That separates us from who God wants us to be. He wants us to work together in fellowship and kingdom building by loving those that do not look like us per se in our eyes. And um, we, we, we block it with like you said, our, our ideologies of how we think things are supposed to be. And if it's not that way, then we want to um, destroy it. Right. And, you know, it, it also, for a lack of better word, um, we always, it irritates me when we want to use change as an event. You know, we want to rally together and we can want to, you know, get uh, within a certain space and we want to say, you know, from this day forward, it, it will never be like it was um, in X, Y, and Z. But, you know, change is a process. Change is a journey. And if you really want change, you have to be willing to stick with it from beginning to get, from beginning to end. Um, and you know what? It, as Christians, for change to truly happen, we have to journey and join with the Holy Spirit to lead people into new ways of relating. And we also have to be willing as when the Holy Spirit leads us into new ways of relating to allow ourselves to not say like we've always, you know, we always say, you know, we've never done it like this before or or, you know, we tried this, you know, five years or 15 years or 20 years ago and it didn't work then. Why in the world would it work now? And it could just be, it could have just been, you know, just one thing that we were lacking during that time. And the Holy Spirit leads us down that same path to show us, you know, when um, you were asking me to, to lead you, all of a sudden you took control. And that's why it did not work. Right. I mean... Yes, change is a process, but I also believe sometimes change is going with the flow because we change on, we are constantly changing. Our bodies are constantly changing whether we want to or not. 
and even with all the money for those that try to stop it and chiral freezing and different things like that, right? Change is still going to happen. And sometimes the spirit um, leads us by helping us to, to be calm and go with the flow, to embrace the change that is happening, those things which we can't control, to help us to get to the other side. Right, exactly. And that is the whole point of Peter's vision in Acts chapter 11. It was challenging his prejudices and um, his dream of unclean animals being declared by God himself that they are no longer unclean. Even though tradition has has established that, you know, the the four-footed critters are unclean. God is saying they are not unclean. And we have to understand that through this vision in Acts chapter 11, Peter could now see how God was creating true community. If we go back to Genesis, God said to humanity, be fruitful, be multiply, and replenish the earth. And we have to do it in a sense of true community. We are not to make a distinction between us and them. Mm. Women versus men, black versus white, Asian versus uh, Hispanic. We can't, we can't, and denomination. We can't make a distinction between Catholic per, versus Methodist and and you know Charismatic versus Pentecostals. We just we can't do it that way anymore, Pastor Tanya, because God has given us all different ways of worshiping him. Our lives depend on this, what you're talking about. Our lives depend on being able, one, to accept the change that is going to happen, whether we accept it or not. First of all, right? Um, you can't stop yourself from getting older. It's just going to happen. It's going to happen. And you can go through the process gracefully, or you can go kicking and screaming surgeries and whatever else injections that you have to do to stop the process. But we're still going to get older. And you know, so many times we we use this right to privilege as a means of compassion over purity. And it's what? really just an artificial distinction, you know. Um, where we say that one group is greater than the other group or, you know, one group of people are greater than another group of people. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just an artificial distinction. It's really, again, just a very slick way of saying, you know, it's us versus them. Like, you know, so many times in our churches, and I'm not condoning this, I'm just using it as an example, but for those who don't want to have a, a hands-on experience, right, we'll say we'll donate to an African community, right? But still within our congregations, we have we have no idea really what the need of that, that community is. Right. We're just, again, saying, you know what, because I'm privileged, or we don't even say we're blessed. We just say because I'm privileged that you know what I'll 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 throw them a bone. I'll throw them scraps. Um, 
you know, if, if you look at our, at our John scripture, if you look at verses 34 to 35, and I'm reading from the message translation, it says, let me give you a new command. Love one another in the same way I loved you. You love one another. This is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples when they see the love you have for each other. It comes down to love. Even what happened today, as much hurt that I feel, I, I admit my heart is broken because you can't even go grocery shopping while black. And there were a couple of people that, that did die that, that were shot that were um, not black, right? But the fact that you can't even go grocery shopping without the risk of losing your life is hard to swallow. And you read this and say, how in the world can I love someone who hates so much to come when I'm just living, I'm just living life. I'm doing what everybody else is doing and lose their life. We can only do that by asking the Holy Spirit. The scriptures tells us, if you don't know what to say, if you need wisdom, you ask. If you need to know how to love, translation, then you ask. You ask Christ for the help to love those who you are having trouble loving. You might not ever understand why things happen the way that they happen. But we are required to love one another. Why? Because Jesus loved us first. And if we all walked around with hate and malice in our heart, just imagine how worse the world would be. We can't allow what these things that are happening to, to pull us in to take the love that we have and that we're supposed to show, change us to become what other people want us to become animals, savages, angry individuals that want to just destroy this earth. Yeah. Not going to happen. Right. We can't let that happen. Right. And what, what many people fail to realize is God's love, agape love, yes. is what brings us into the community of Christ. We also, you know, we're leading up to Pentecost. Pentecost happened to break the barrier between us and them. They were all together. That's what the, that's scripture. They were all together, one place, and suddenly the Holy Spirit fell upon them. And it's something very similar that happened in um, the Acts gospel as well. While Peter was speaking, bam, the Holy Spirit fell on them. And it and it was a Pentecost moment again to uh, uh, just to to demonstrate breaking not only breaking but destroying the barrier between us and them, and we cannot just relate. We cannot reduce this 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 amazing narrative between John and Acts to 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 simple stories of inclusion or radical hospitality 
the spirit-filled community can be a moral community together, sharing possessions, lifting each other's burdens, watching each other's feet, caring for the needs of the vulnerable populations, edifying one another in spiritual growth, all without distinctions between persons because we are bound together by common life the very life of God's own spirit. It is God at work in our lives that allow us to become fully human, fully responsible members of the community. It's not based on how we feel. It is not based on um, whether, you know, them deserves or us deserves more. No, God does not show favorites. And the, what, what really cripples us Tanya, is that we cannot hear this amazing story. And you want to know why? Because we refuse to believe that God has no favorites. When we exclude anyone on the basis of appearance, people who are different from us, and when we decide that our way is the only way, we laugh in the face of the Holy Spirit who was who is reordering our disordered world. Who are we to prevent God? Who are we? I'm not greater than God. I didn't no. pray for nobody. Who are we to prevent God from working in the lives of the marginalized, from the poor? from the disabled, from those that are mentally ill, from, from women, from the LGBT community? Who are we to prevent God from giving his gospel to the people, to the very people that he died for? Amen. Who are we? Amen. And it's only when we get to that point and we realize really truly realize that we are not god he is the only one that can make that difference he's the only one that can change hearts he's the only one the only one that can can manifest this thing for us to all be on one accord and have all things in common just like he did back when the Bible was written in the book of Acts, he could still do that today, but we have to be willing participants. You got to be willing. And until we, until we become willing, we're going to continue to get what we get. And that's chaos and all these other things that are happening in the world today. It's not by happenstance. I don't care what nobody says. It is not by happenstance that the things that are going on are happening with all these different denominations. And I'm just saying what I'm saying, agree, disagree, all these different denominations around here. And we got more hell that is happening in the world today than ever. We're further apart than we are together. And Sunday is still the day that you see the most separation in churches. I don't want to hear it. I'm sick and tired of people on their high horses saying stuff, trying to tell me the black woman is driving while black, tell me that that's not really happening to me. Race has nothing to do with any of the things that's happening to you. 
I trust God in this process. He has shown me and he's going to continue to show me why, because my eyes are open, my heart is pure, and I'm open to what the spirit has to say. Because in 2022, God is still speaking. We need to wake up, pay attention, cut it out. Just stop it. Stop acting like babies. Bunch of grown adults walking around acting like babies. I'm sorry. No, I'm mad today. No, I'm mad. No. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of this, this ignorance. Because that's what it is. It's pure ignorance. Right. right. Mine is better than that one. And that one is better than that. We are yeah. not God. Let and God do what he does. Let him speak to your heart. Let the Holy Spirit give you so the, the direction. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit to be our advocate. Right. How can we love somebody? It's only through the Holy Spirit. Right, right. And stop using the, the vulnerable, the people of color. You know, stop using them as... Say it. As your target of hate. Yeah, yeah, it's real. As, as because it hurts. And then on top of that, there are so many who expect the vulnerable, the people of color, just to take it and keep taking it. Mm -hmm. I keep saying that, you know what? Um, their, their, their tolerance for pain is greater. And it's not, we all bleed, we all hurt. Yeah, this we all bleed a, the same blood. Unless you're a Marvel character, then you bleed blue. <laughs> but we all bleed red, right? Yeah. It's not, it's we all hurt. Easy. If I cut you and you cut me, we both going to feel it. Right. It's going to hurt. It's not easy to love. It's a process said change is not an event us coming together and saying oh this is a kumbaya moment we, we we're just going to continue to love it's a process it's a process for for all of us yes today will be ever embedded in our minds in our hearts we grieve with those who have lost I have no words of, of comfort. What can, what can I say? And again, the, the, the big picture, Tanya, is we are preventing God from sharing his good news. Because, you know, like you said, we think that we're God. And we can step into God's shoes and rule the world. God's heart is pure. Amen. God's love is unconditional. 
Amen. God does not show any favorites. Amen. Beloved, we got a lot to work on. We got a lot to work on if we want to be on God's Pastor Tanya, what are your last words before we end this conversation today? I I pray that as as we continue to to journey forward in this in life, um, I I don't I don't care what denomination, religious background you have, that we learn to love one another right where we are. That when we meet people, we realize that everybody is going through something. Maybe they don't want to share it with you, and that's okay. But we need to learn to love unconditionally. Not, not love me because I did something for you or because you want something from me. I love you for who you are and where you are. And guess what? On top of that, I'm going to pray for you as well. Right. Not just because we're pastors either. Right. I want, I want, I'm praying for you to win. Whoever you are, I'm praying for you to win because there's enough out there for all of us. There's enough Jesus out there for all of us. We all can make it. We all can make it. We're in this thing together. I just wish we all would realize we're all in this together. This whole separation thing, it has to stop. Just love me for who I am. I love you. And I don't even know you. It's destroying us, Tanya. It's destroying us. I don't know if you have ever experienced callus on your body, but it's layers of dead skin. And over time, it becomes hard. It's hard to get rid of it. Yes. Because, you know, there's always, it's hard to get to the source of the callus. We have become so callous in our worship and how we treat one another. And our response to one another, we're so callous that we can't, we don't even know if God is speaking to us or not. Mm. Yeah, right. Right. We forgot all about that. What's teamwork? Right. And this is how we build community with one another. It, it has to. We have to listen to the Holy Spirit to reorder our disorder. We have to. We have to pray for one another. I don't care if you don't like me. We have to do it. That was That is what the Bible says. We have to love one another because that is what the Bible says. By this will all men know that you are my disciples when you love one another. Amen. We're talking about, you know, growing our churches and whatnot. We can't because very basics, loving one another. How can we go? Where, where, where are we going? Right. It's the fundamental thing of um, that is 
discipleship one-on-one? How can we teach others and go out and spread the word or make disciples if we can't get along in our churches first and love each other starting there, then go outside the building. Make that make sense to me. I'm sorry. I'm still trying to figure that out when I hear, hear that. You know, (laughs) whether you put your faith in Jesus for the very first time, or you want to renew your commitment to him every single day, God invites everyone to his word. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. God loves you, and he wants to give you a fresh start. We would be honored to pray with you. Contact us on our website. You have all the links there, 716-EMUMC.org. Also on our website, we thank you for your faithful support. PayPal.me backslash 716-EMUMC. We continue to help people take their next step towards Christ through our social media podcasts, website. And we are looking forward to, in September, in the fall, prayerfully um, meeting in person. We can also help people through our EM 10% initiative, we give 10% of our monthly donations to local global communities in areas of disaster relief, medical support, food insecurities, and human suffering and education. Conversations are available on our website shortly after our live conversations conclude. Make sure you visit our YouTube channel, Empowerment Ministry, where you can subscribe and never miss an episode. And if you found this particular conversation to be an inspiration and of value. We would appreciate you going to our website and tell a friend about us and please continue to pray for us. We're so glad that you are part of our conversations today. I pray that you would be blessed until we meet again. Grace and peace. God loves you and so do we. Amen. Amen. <laughs>